Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, this is Carlton Jamal Smith. And you're listening to Liquid Sunshine with my main man, Martin Blot. He plays the best funk, the best disco, the best boogaloo and beats. You know, all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Welcome to Liquid Sunshine. Yes, you're with me, Martin Flott, in the Liquid Sunshine discotheque, and we've got a super special show coming up. It is all about a very recent release, Oscillate, by the wonderful Adelaidean artist, new jazz drummer, Alexander Flott. Yes, I've got an interview with him, but first we're going to listen to a couple of tracks uh, by Alexander before we head down into the interview. If you like the show, you can sign up to the podcast, of course, wherever you get your good podcast, or you can email me, liquidsunshine at thefaceradio.com, and I can give you all the links, and we're even streaming today, ooh yeah. And if you miss the stream, if you miss the live show, you can listen to the podcast, of course, or you can see the stream on Vimeo. Yes, that's where we are. But for now, let's listen to some tracks by Alexander Flott. First up, LDN, followed by Ocelot.
All right, so with me in the studio is Alexander Flott. I'm super excited to have him uh, in the studio. Um, I saw Alexander play uh, at Womadelaide and uh, hooked up with him for an, uh, an interview because I was uh, very, very impressed by the music that he was playing. Contemporary jazz um, with uh, God dancey influences, uh, I think it is. So welcome to the program, Alexander. Ah, yeah, you're back. You just had a little dropout there. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, yeah. you can hear me now. We're back. I can hear you now. Well, welcome to the program. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Martin, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, very excited. Thank you so much for uh, coming on to the Liquid Sunshine Discotheque. Now, the um, uh, question I ask uh, almost everyone who comes on to the show, um, who are you? Why, uh, uh, you know, why uh, do you fit into the Liquid Sunshine Discotheque? Who am I? Um, well, as you mentioned, as you introduced, uh, I'm Alexander Flood. So I'm an Adelaide um, born and raised uh, musician. I've been playing the drums uh, and various other instruments, mostly percussion and drums, uh, the membranophone family. Uh, since I was about eight years old, I've been kind of studying and really spending as much time as I, I can uh, each and every day just mm. doing music, whether it's, um, yeah, listening, playing, writing, rehearsing, uh, producing, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I, uh, I studied uh, jazz, so it was like a bebop degree, essentially, at the yeah. conservatorium here in Adelaide. And um, a couple years after that, went overseas, basically moved overseas, moved to Europe for a year and did some touring with a production company from Australia um, using live electronics. And it was kind of more uh, quirky dance music type stuff. So, and that was all, you know, uh, working with an Ableton rig. So that kind of introduced me to a whole other side of performance and then came back to Australia, started making my own music, making my own records, um, signed on with Stretch Music back in 2020 yep. for my first release, debut release, Heartbeat. Um, now, Stretch Music is the record label of uh, American uh, jazz trumpet player Christian Scott Atunda Ajua, now known as Chief Zion Atunda Ajua. Mm. And um, yeah, we did, we did the... The first album with them, the second album we did and, and had Christian uh, featuring on one of those tracks as well as um, a couple other uh, artists over in the States and in the UK. And um, yeah, that was really cool. And then this is a really scattered uh, story of who, who am I? Um, <laughs> well, and I, then, I, yeah. Just to go back to your albums, what, what were the names of your first two albums? Uh, sorry, yeah. The first record was Heartbeat. Um, and the second one, which was out last year, um, January last, uh, well, January 2022, uh, The Space Between. Mm. Um, both of those out on Stretch Music. And yeah, here we are now, basically um, 2023 have just put out my third studio album, which is, um, yeah, really exciting. Mm. Uh, kind of going in a new direction, working with Jakarta Records in Berlin and a uh, really great crew of... Um, of musicians over yeah. there in Berlin. Just very exciting. I got this into the letterbox today. It's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> it is too. <laughs> there we go. I thought it was yeah. a <laughs> yeah, awesome. Sent, sent, sent direct. <laughs> uh, sent direct indeed. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I've, of course. Uh, 
Uh, I, I've been re-listening to the early release, the, the files that you sent through, and man, it's it's a great, great album. I really enjoyed it. I've already played it many times. Oh, cool. I yeah. appreciate that. So what's, what's, what kind of music can, uh, can the listeners expect uh, on the new album? Uh, the new record, Oscillate, um, I would describe as new jazz or uh, jazz house jazz dance music uh electronic jazz dance music it, it's sort of um it's hard to really pinpoint under one term under one yeah. umbrella but it, yeah it definitely explores uh contemporary jazz influences and club kind of dance floor mm. um things like house music um jungle music drum and bass experimental sort of stuff bit of broken beat um yeah some funky funky stuff in there and and some dirty experimental kind of sounds so um it's really an, an eclectic mix of of jazz dance music i'd say mm, mm. it certainly makes a hip swing indeed um let's let let's play a track um how about uh berlin i th i think that's the title track uh or the main track of the album that was too, the lead it? single yeah the first yeah. single um that we put out yeah this one's like a and a house this one's for the house heads it's basically yeah. um drawing on um some 90s house influence and uh yeah, yeah some great players on this track okay let's get it started <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
So that's a fantastic track, uh, really nice, really swinging, uh, and it just, um, yeah, it's 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 got an incredible driving groove behind it. Um, so that was um, the track is called Berlin. It was recorded mm -hmm. in Berlin. It was recorded in Berlin. Yeah, we made the whole album in Berlin across two days mm. um, in July, so summer. Um, well, European summer, not not our summer, yeah. Australia. European summer um, last year, 2022. So it's, um, yeah, almo almost been a year. It's I guess it's been a pretty quick turnaround, really, to mm. be releasing it in less than a year. But, um, yeah, recorded at Jazzanova um, Studios in, in Berlin with um, Abashe on keyboards, Horatio Luna, who's also from Australia. He's, yeah. he's Melbourne on bass. Um, Paulo Cedras, who's from Brazil. He's mm -hmm. based in Berlin. He's uh, playing flutes across the record. Um, then Joel Prime and myself tracked percussion in London uh, the following week. And then, yeah, mixed and produced literally the following week after the session. And we, we pretty much finished up the music side of things within the month. Like it was, it was, yeah. um, we flew, flew through it. But... Yeah, it all it all um it all came together really naturally, really um. Uh, it, it's yeah. a very jazz style of of uh, recording an album, really quick turnover, isn't it? Yeah, and, and it's funny because uh, I guess some music, the the processes in which the sounds are so. Uh, I won't I won't maybe uh, go super in depth, but um, yeah, some recordings you might record ten tracks 
and acoustically they might all be the same. So mm. the mix isn't a case of mixing ten independent, totally sonically different tracks. Where uh, where you know that might speed up the process and and enable you know an album to be done in a couple of days or a week or two weeks. Yeah. Uh, whereas yeah, we started the, every mix from scratch, um, all the production, yeah, from yeah. scratch with each track. So. Uh, yeah, we just we just worked really efficiently, and and I don't think it was a rush. We didn't. There was no reason to rush it. We didn't. We didn't rush it. We didn't have to rush it. It just happened um, naturally, and uh, yeah, we had a great time mm. making the making the music. Mm. Uh, and I assume you you wrote all the tracks beforehand. That's, that's yeah, one of the reasons why you could turn it over quickly. Well, that's exactly right. I, de I definitely, my stress levels would not allow me to leave <laughs> the compositions up to the last minute or, or let alone not write anything for the session. Yeah. So yeah, I had composed all the tracks, uh, all the chords, all the melodies, all the bass lines, um, at least at a, at a point. And then obviously each player has, you know, taken that and interpreted that and, and put their um, stamp on everything but yeah i'd probably written and finished up all the compositions at least a month before yeah. um this the session and then yeah had some demos made well I, I made some demos to send to them as references just for hey here's here's the starting point here's what we're kind of starting with and then also charts to <laughs> to be able to quickly rehearse everything the day before the session yeah um but yeah it was um super cool mm. And um, uh, uh, whilst it's it's recorded very quickly, and, and as you say, you, sonically you build it up every every track again. Uh, the whole album sounds sounds very uh, very together. Um, yeah, yeah. It's was that was that done on purpose because it's still very experimental. Um, but mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, sonically it's it's very similar. Totally. There's there's a lot of intent behind the sound, and uh, it was definitely a goal of mine to have uh, sonic continuity, stylistic continuity, and sonic continuity, um, so that it all, all the music feels related. All the music feels uh, like the track list kind of moves through, and you're within the same you're within the same ecosystem. You haven't left. You haven't put on another artists you haven't put on another you know we're not we're not jumping drastically sound wise and 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 yeah lewis uh lewis moody who did the mix and um co-produced it with me uh in london he he did a yeah incredible job with the sounds with the mixing um i mean even even straight straight off the desk the recording um axel reinemer was the um engineer in berlin at the studio and um yeah, we we had some of the best sounding drums right straight off the desk, just dry. Mm. Um, some of the best studio drums I've I've ever. In, in fact, I would probably say the best sounding studio drums that I've ever uh, recorded. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or sounding recordings. Yeah, it was it was great to work with. Um, so they yeah, were they were not studio. your own drums. No, so I uh, no, I definitely wasn't uh, traveling to Europe with drums. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> with me uh yeah they were the house drum they, i think the studio had two or three kits to choose from and a couple of snare drums i took my cymbals with yeah. me so they're my cymbals and um i just tuned the drums how i wanted them um everything was all you know the mics were pretty much there ready to go we we sat down and you know 
started playing pretty yeah, soon after. That's so. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were just talking about the symbols that you were using as well. Uh, you've got this great stacked symbol on there. Uh, what, what was that called again? Uh, it's the clap stack made by Istanbul symbols, um, mm. which funnily enough, yeah, is made in Istanbul. Um, yeah, that's, that's actually blown up and it's a really, um, popular symbol now. I, I, not not to not to say I got it before it was popular, but I I remember when I got it, it was very hard to get. There there mm-hmm. was only one one distributor or one one place that you could get it in Australia, and he was always out of stock. So I managed to uh, eventually get one, but everyone was always messaging and and asking, "What what is that? Where did mm. you get it? What is that?" <laughs> um, yeah, Istanbul clap stack. Yeah. Um, and now I'm actually signed to, um, so representing Istanbul symbols as a as a uh, symbol artist. So oh, wow. it's kind of yeah. it's um, yeah, really really cool to now have have a full set of beautiful symbols made in Turkey. Um, yeah. By them. Uh, and I, th- I think you were playing that clapstack on um, uh, at Wellmedalite as well. Yes, that clapstack basically lives in my symbol bag and pretty much comes everywhere with me uh, whenever I'm playing playing a show. It's it's uh, yeah, usually in the bag, ready to mm-hmm. go. Um, I don't always use it, depending what the what the music is. But it's it's sort of yeah, a secret weapon. It's um, it adds so much to a backbeat. Just a snare on its own now, to me, uh, yeah. it's missing something. It needs that. Yeah. It needs that clap on two and four. So yeah, it's it's a really um, useful tool, especially in this music where a clap sound is such a. Um, such an important part of the music, right? Such an important yeah, no, part of the history I, of the music, those clap samples. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And, and particularly with dance music and or house or techno, the focus is always on the kick, but I, th- I think it's the clap that's mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's a lot more important. Uh, and so if, you, if you've got tracks where the, where the clap sounds, um, where that's quite prominent, yeah, and the kick is a little bit, bit uh, behind in the mix, um, it opens everything up, uh, mm. uh, and yeah, the two and yeah. four is important. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. It's like in jazz, just in in straight ahead jazz, the two and four and the hi hats. Mm. That's um, that's your that's your time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so about about uh, you know you you've got to focus on dance music um, uh, and with the clap sound, but the interesting thing. Um, that we were talking about as well as the use of the flute and, and other interesting instruments. Um, uh, at Well Medalate, um, you had a, was it a Persian um, a string instrument playing as yeah, well? Yeah, a Persian harp. So the, the instrument is called a santur from Iran. Um, it's, a, it's uh, I think, stan- a standard, I don't know if there is such thing as a standard santur, but um, from what I understand, it's commonly a 72-stringed uh, instrument. However, uh, Mariam Rahmani, who was playing with us at WOMAD, she had a 100-plus. I, I forget the exact number, but anyway, the, the harp she was using was, um, yeah, in the hundreds of strings. Mm. And um, it's a very... It's funny because it, it's a melodic instrument, um, but it's very much... Uh, so I've been playing uh, uh, in another group with Mary and we've, we've spent some time together sort of um, each teaching one another a bit about, you know, I teach her a bit about uh, 
Egyptian rhythms or, or something and she'll mm. show me some stuff on the sound tour. And yeah, technique wise and, and movement wise, it's very, there's a lot of crossover with drums or, or just with other sort of instruments that are struck. Cause it is, it's, it's, you've, you're holding hammers, little, this tiny delicate little hammer with a piece of felt, yeah. a tab of felt on the end and she's striking the string and it's bouncing back. Um, and, and, you know, single strokes, double strokes, groups of threes, right, right, left, right, right, left, right, right, left. Um, playing two at a, you know, the, the, the unison or independent, like there's so much, um, crossover between what she does and what I do. That's, it's, um, yeah, really special to play together and share that mm. space together. Yeah, and no, you played a gorgeous track as well. And still, you know, despite, uh, an unusual instruments, uh, it's still very dancey. Yeah. So she, that's funny. She, um, she put together or she sent me a traditional, um, a traditional composition called Nauru's. Nauru's is the Persian New Year. Um, she sent me this song and I thought, ah, how the hell is this going to work? Because <laughs> stylistically, I mean, this was a, this was a classical recording. This was a, a traditional, um, yeah, song. And so, yeah, we got together uh, a bunch of times and, and sort of, uh, you know, added some some modern, uh, some kind of crunchy harmony underneath. And, and yeah, we, we basically just tempo, rhythm, harmony, changed a few things and it became like a, a dance number, which is the what the goal was from the outset. Mm. We both, uh, you know, wanted to, to make it something that would suit the set, of course. So... That was a lot of fun. I think people really, um, really absorbed that one. Mm. Uh, that one felt like there was so much energy coming back at us while we were playing that at Woman. Um, so yeah, that was uh, yeah the, the the one and only time that we have played that arrangement of that particular song. I'm sure it'll happen again. I hope I hope we'll do it again. But that was <laughs> the first and only performance so far of that song. Yeah. <laughs> Um, was that uh, was that uh, performance recorded? Do they record yeah, the things? So that, uh, yeah, so they got a desk. We got a desk recording. Um, yeah. and I had one camera. Well, a friend of mine had a camera set up on the on the side of the stage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a bunch of people sent me some video as well. So there's audio of the whole thing, video of the whole thing. So I'll have to uh, stitch that together at some point. <laughs> Put it on YouTube or you know whatever we do now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's let's play another track. Um, I'm tempted to play um, Horatio Luna because play uh, plays on your track as, uh, on your album as well. Yeah. Um, Australian. Uh, you chose a track. Yes, Doctor. Um, yes, Doctor. Is, is, is there a particular reason you you chose that track? Apart yeah, that there played is. With so Horatio? that I, yeah. So H Henry is is his name. Horatio Luna is the alias. Uh, Horatio Luna's music has been uh, a big influence on my writing. My, uh, I would say my drumming as well, but but particularly my writing and my direction in sound. Um, and this record, I forget the year. I'm just I'm just looking here. Um, I think this album came out 2020. Yeah, so mm -hmm. COVID. Um, mm. I remember doing so much listening through this time, like listening to everything. And this was one album that I just kept coming back to. 
Yeah. There's so much interesting stuff. It's it's really it's really the sort of album you need to go top to bottom, like track one all the way through to track ten. There's um yeah transitions like back to back transitions. There's there's tracks that kind of uh, re-emerge in a different sort of tempo or different sound. But it yeah anyway this one's a cool track. I really like Yes Doctor off the album Yes Doctor. <laughs> Let's play it. Here we go. Thank you. 
All right. That was a really nice, uh, nice track uh, by Horatio Luna. Um, why, um, why did you choose this track, uh, Alexander? Um, I've been really into Horatio Luna's music um, for years now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, through 2020, I'd been listening to, um, well, I guess this this release. Um, and then we we began chatting and, and uh, kind of he was checking out my music at the time. And we, yeah, I don't know, had said, oh, we should play together sometime or it would be great to hang out and play. And then fast forward to... Uh, making plans for this album over in Germany. I had seen that he had posted something about uh, he was going to be in Europe at the time and everything just lined up. Just the Our calendars just lined <laughs> up. <laughs> so it was perfect. And we had a great time. We we um, shared an Airbnb in Berlin and uh, made, the, made the record together, did some gigs together over there, came back um, to Australia and, and we actually just played some shows together uh in april in mm. in melbourne so and and he's coming over in june and we're going to play together again so yeah it's it's um it's been great getting to know him and 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 to getting to play with him but um more so just yeah he's a he's an incredible person a, a really kind um but also re he's just so on top of it he just he he knows the music he's he's inside the music and he's um yeah, reliable guy, really, really mm. great guy. So, shout out to Henry. <laughs> um, uh, and, a and a very unique, unique bass guitar sound, yes, as well. Totally, yes. Yeah. A very, very unique sound, that that octave and that filter sound, yeah. Mm. Is that, is that, uh, uh, so, is that so one of your, your uh, favorite, favorite albums, albums, the uh, yeah, Yes Doctor yes, album? Um, yeah, for sure. I really like that album. I mean, I, I find it hard to to label things like what's your favorite track what's your mm. favorite album what's your yeah. favorite artist i guess because these things they change over time or or uh it doesn't have to be over time could be i wake up tomorrow and my mm. my favorite track tomorrow is going to be different to my favorite track today but yes i do i do it's it's definitely in the category of yeah. of records that i really like listening to yeah. and drawing yeah, yeah, inspiration no, from. you're talking to a dj so my favorite uh, track at the beginning of the show is completely different to the favorite track at yeah. the end of the yeah, show yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it totally um, yeah fickle i suppose djs um now um uh, we were joking that uh, it was another uh, a nice long track but it certainly isn't the longest track that uh, that you came <laughs> up with one of the uh, longest ones that you that you chose uh, was miles davis uh, a silent way um, i think yeah when i was making that list i think i just forgot that this was for radio and that you shouldn't pick a 20 minute track <laughs> so i apologize for the 20 minute track and and no pressure if you don't play that right <laughs> well I, w I will play it because it, it's a fantastic uh, fantastic track uh, but maybe more towards the end of the show um uh, and um I, I have done shows where i've on purpose done the really long tracks which mm. you know in a two-hour show got me to pick maybe six songs or something right Mm -hmm. <laughs> which is fun Tough job, but it's tough a, it's a really <laughs> remarkable track that um uh, in a silent way um mm -hmm. uh, first up it's it's an interesting track to choose as a drummer because you know there's it, it, it 
at first blush there isn't that much uh drum in in it Mm -hmm. yeah i think it takes it takes at least let me let me go on right now let's see um at least five minutes before Mm. maybe maybe four and a half minutes before rhythm uh, is established yeah uh which yeah it's just a it's it's just a a really beautiful intro but i think what for me what this track paints is a very early impression or very early kind of dance vibe dance feel uh mm. the drums that that cross stick playing quarter notes the the hi-hats the repetition the um just locked locked in groove repetitive um but also yeah so much movement around it so the top line the, the horns and, and keys, um, other other instruments, guitar and stuff, kind of interacting, uh, helping the track to evolve and move and and maintain energy. But but the yeah the drums and bass are just like really holding it down. So yeah, I think this is really like because uh, because what year this is like? I think it's sixty nine. Um, yeah, sixty nine. This would yeah. be yeah. For, um, yeah, for me, this would be one of the the earliest kind of dance things I can I can pinpoint in this mm. style in this kind of sound. So yeah, timeless recording. I, I I do come back to this frequently and um, yeah, find find the time to just sit with headphones on, close my eyes, and just kind of turn the volume up and and be be inside it. Mm. Uh, I agree. It's a, it's a great track for. Uh or you know for that musical meditation uh, mm-hmm. that you can do, but uh, but at the same time it's got this really strong driving groove. Even if it's it's called in a silent way, but it's actually not that silent at all. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, in a strange way, um, it actually reminds me a bit of um, the later albums of Talk Talk. Um, well, I'm not certain if you're familiar with them, but they they have a similar kind of space so. and mm-hmm. a, and quietness. Yet, really, really, a lot is happening, and it's 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 very pushy as well. Yeah, cool. I have to check it out. What was it? Talk, 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 talk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, um, yeah, they they're very interesting albums. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'll check it out. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now the um, uh, the album was recorded in Berlin for the Jakarta label. Um, how did you get onto the Jakarta label? 
Um, good question. So, I had no... Um, I didn't ship any of the music out to any labels until months after we recorded it. So, in fact, there was there was no... Um, I just wanted to make the music. That was that was the plan. I, di- I didn't want to... Uh, yeah, I, ba- I basically went over there to make the music and then... This, and then, yeah, when the music was right, when it was the way I wanted it to be, it was ready to, okay, take the next step and let's see uh, if there's if there's anyone interested in... in yeah, so so Jakarta was actually... Uh, I had made a list of, of some European labels and, and knew some people that, that knew people at the labels or had friends that, you know, might be able to connect us. But Sabi, so Abashek, keys, keys player on the album, he... Um, he introduced me to uh, Jakarta, and and they were top of my list. To be mm. honest, they were. I had a I had made a list, um, with all the contacts that that people had given me, and Sabi introduced me, and that that was the first one, and that was it. That was yeah. ready to go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I I've loved working with Jakarta. They've, um, yeah, really great crew over there, and just super helpful. Um, great. Yeah, great people to work with. Uh, I agree. As a label, they are a very exciting label. Um, a, a really nice how they manage to combine the the dancey side with the organic side of music. I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah, some uh, some other Australian artists uh, working with Jakarta actually, um, and and yeah, a lot of great kind of German producers and and things like that. It's it's been great. Uh, as well for my listening because some of these artists I'd never come across before and then um, checking out the, you know, all the different artists and, mm. and releases through Jakarta's kind of discography. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's been it's been great to, to mm. check out. Now, it, it, it's a very, um, uh, I have the impression that it's, um, um, it's almost a bit akin to a movement at the moment. But I just said that combination of the dancey electronic sounds with with more or organic sounds. You see it a lot coming mm. out of Berlin, but also France and and Amsterdam. Um, I can think of the Space Grapes label, uh, for instance, where they make make the dancey music, but in band form. Um, what? Yeah, live dance music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, is that what you noticed in in Europe? Yeah, I th- I think definitely there's different pockets, different scenes in Europe. Uh, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is is London, mm. um, but uh, but Berlin has such a club culture and and um, I I think you know in a different way that's that's very ingrained in in nightlife, um, a very big part of um, yeah the the city of Berlin. But to be honest. Uh, a lot of the artists that have influenced the way that I've approached the music and the way that I've kind of taken elements of jazz and elements of dance music, a lot of these artists are actually Australian artists. Mm. And I think Melbourne, uh, for me, Melbourne has such a unique sound. So I'm living in Adelaide. I'm, I'm, I'm not from Melbourne. Melbourne is, is one hour flight that way or, uh, <laughs> seven, seven and a half hours in the car driving. But, um, a lot of these artists from Melbourne, so so 3070, Alicia Joy, Close Counters, Horatio Luna, Ziggy Zeitgeist with yeah. with his uh, you know multiple projects, um, namely 
Zeitgeist Freedom Energy Exchange, um, now based in Berlin, of course. Yeah. Um, we had to the list goes on. We I had can't think you on of the, the program uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 I think. Yeah. You. You mentioned that. Yeah. Um, I, I can't, uh, yeah, there's just so many artists, individuals, as mm. well as groups, bands, um, DJs, just so much going on within this realm of jazz. But I guess the way I see it is it's really just, um, it is, of course, cross-pollination of, of, of jazz and dance music, but it's just an evolution of jazz. It's mm. It's just the music is... And, and always has been continually evolving. That's what jazz is. That's that's why jazz will forever be uh, such a unique, special art form uh, is that it's, it's always evolving and always we're always able to discover and create and explore new things. Actually, reminds me, yesterday I was reading... Uh, or having a conversation and, and, and looked up some things about AI-generated music. Yeah. So you've seen the AI, uh, you can take a selfie and AI will turn it into all sorts of things. And AI, um, yeah, the the text one, um, chat GBT, all these things. And there is AI-generated music. It, it sounds pretty rubbish, but of course there's room for growth there. But I think the one thing... Uh, and I was reading this yesterday, the one thing that AI is not really going to ever be able to capture is that expression in improvisation or, or the spontaneity of mm. real music, the spontaneity of live music and, and whatever style that may be in. A live band a live or a studio band playing together it doesn't have to be live in the sense of performing, but uh, I think as a as a concept not as a style but jazz enables us to be free musically and to to have a safe place to uh explore whatever direction or sound we are feeling and and i think that's uh yeah it's going to continue to hopefully evolve forever mm. so uh, do you think do you think that that's um is why we see now more live or bands dance music coming because there is this you know being in a nightclub with loud music being played by djs is i love it but there's mm. something special about live music about people several people making live live music together um and uh, my my impression is that in the last few years because we all have spent so much time uh, at home and online is that there's a real desire to feel that energy mm. to ex exchange that energy as you know the uh, zeitgeist freedom energy, energy exchange, exchange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that perfectly sums it up in one band i yeah no i agree and and i think um as the performer uh the number one reason that i do want to do this and i am doing this is because i f i get mm. enjoyment and satisfaction and stimulation and uh, inspiration motivation from from this uh, i'm able to be myself and and have a great time so that's sort of it was yeah a no-brainer i didn't think hmm, how can i i didn't sit down and, and do uh, you know how can i merge dance music with jazz it was more just a process of doing it was yeah. more 
exploration through playing music, through writing, sitting down at a piano, listening, so much listening. Um, I think years of listening is, is really what uh, comes out in, in one's writing. So, um, I mean, a live band is always going to be exciting. If, if, they're, if, if they're a band that are, are <laughs> can play <laughs> well together, then yeah, of course. I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said about a live band. There's, there's some things that a live band won't quite, capture that a dj or a track like that that sound is able to sort of capture but but yeah same goes for the live band there's there's that element of your experiencing it in real time so as a listener as someone in in the in the club or in the venue you're listening and experiencing in real time a, a one-off uh event mm. you know this song might have been played 50 times in other venues but this this particular time it's being played, especially in a more uh, maybe jazz or improvised context, it's unique to this experience, and and then the energy that's coming from the audience is going to influence the way the band is then projecting out. So it's a it's a two way sort of thing, uh, and I think that's that's really cool. And man, it's it's uh, the amount of times that I've played a gig. Um, it might it might have just been whatever like um, maybe not my gig but just some 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 shitty little gig where there was absolutely no feedback from the audience and you feel it you feel exhausted and you feel uninspired and and it's hard to to really be yourself mm. musically uh, musically speaking so um, yeah it's great to have have that experience live and have that energy from the the energy exchange <laughs> from the audience. Well, maybe that's a good time to play some energy exchange. Uh, I think so. Good, good transition. Uh, indeed. <laughs> Which track did we have? Something special, I believe. Yes. Yeah, with Wayne yeah. Snow, Kreuzberg Kicks. Yeah. Let's put it on. <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh yeah, Siki Zeitgeist uh, with an awesome track there. Siki Zeitgeist, oh, the Zeitgeist Freedom Energy Exchange. Um, uh, another long track, uh, S-A-O-I. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think the music leads itself for, uh, for long tracks. Uh, and, totally, yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, when I was talking to uh, uh, Ziggy um, uh, a couple of months ago when he was uh, in the studio, um, he, um, he was saying that he wanted to explore new directions uh, with this music. Um, uh, and, um, uh, and in that context, um, how, how do you see yourself developing um, in, in particularly with, with looking at, um, at the three albums that you've done now, all three, there's a real clear line of, of development in those albums. Yeah, for sure. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, I, th I mean, I think uh, to put it simply, uh, and I'll touch on the albums, but, but to put it simply, like as an artist, you never want to just stop. Mm. Uh, exploring new territory or evolving or, or learning or uh, at least for me I, I don't want to yeah. just settle on one sound and then stick with that there's always well, let, let me just let me just quote Ingwi Malmsteen there uh, who was uh, 1980s hard rock guitarist who uh -huh. f uh, fused uh, metal and classical music and he made the same album essentially over and over again and <laughs> so he, he was asked once well why do you make the same album why don't you develop and he says well you know you, why, why would you when you're already the best <laughs> well well maybe i i can't quite make the same claim so that's why i got to keep uh, trying to evolve to, to be the best but that was a highly no, contentious claim of him anyway yeah, so, that's, yeah. That's, that's that's quite funny i'll have to uh, I'll have to have a listen to this, uh, some of this music. Um, yeah, my first album, Heartbeat, was at the time when I began making it, I didn't have a clear, I didn't have, I didn't have the thought, I'm making an album. I just yeah. was making tracks. I was just recording tracks, basically practicing my recording skills, my production skills, uh, composing uh, these sorts of things, jamming with friends as well, just recording them and seeing what happens. But um, that was much more of an experiment. So for me, that's that set the beginning of the idea. Aha! Uh -huh, now, now we start to make albums. Now we start to write music. So that was a starting point. The second album uh, was much more thematic in that it kind of it was exploring different cultures of sound, different cultures of of music and rhythm, collaborating with different artists around the world. Um, so that was a very through composed arranged um mix of yeah different influences mm. especially leaning into west african music north indian music hip hop music um there's a little bit of so there's one track on there i think it was i think it was the second track ldn yeah track 2 that yeah, was I love kind that of track. it's great yeah that was sort of the beginning of the evolution then of the of 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 my writing i'd say or my influences um because from that point when i wrote that i was listening to a lot of i was actually in london uh when i when i started writing that so i was listening to a lot of uh, house music and uk garage music and uh uk electronic music yeah. um so 
from that point on, like once the space between my second album was done, I began writing in that vein, in that sound. Um, the first track I wrote was was the first track on the new album, so the title track "Oscillate," and that very much set the set the scene. That set the sound, and I, I, uh, that track kind of wrote itself. It felt very, uh, very, um, what's the word? Well, very natural. Very just. It just happened, um, and it felt very authentic to to the way it made me feel and and the style. So I ran with that and, and wrote the rest of the tracks kind of following um, that, I guess you could say, new sound. Mm. But um, yeah, as I said before, I, I don't uh, I don't plan to... Uh, what's the right word? I don't plan to stop changing, but I also think that now I feel the most confident in what I've found, in what I've created that... Mm. This is something that I'm uh, passionate uh, to run with. Uh, you know, I want to, I want to make more music like this, like this album. Yeah, excellent. Um, well, looking forward to more music like this. It's uh, uh, as I said, I've I've played your albums many times over already, uh, and I think there's still a lot more to explore in it too. Mm. Um, so apart from. Uh, um, uh, recording albums. Um, uh, you live in Adelaide, and and yes. I, I imagine the um, uh, the Adelaide scene is similar to Canberra in that it's vibrant but but small. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is small. It's growing um, and changing. It's always evolving. Always sort of there's new new groups that pop up and people that leave and and uh, you know the younger students coming out of the the university here. Um, yeah, it's diverse. It's uh, vibrant, as you said. Um, it's easy enough to get work, um, so it's it's uh, you know you can you can confidently stay pretty busy throughout the year. But the thing I feel here is there's there's a little bit of a ceiling on opportunity, or a bit of a ceiling with uh, in terms of the scale of what's yeah. possible. So smaller, uh, yeah, just imagine smaller shows <laughs> smaller yeah. ticket sales smaller yeah. uh smaller audiences to actually you know reach out to so yeah. it's uh it's really great and and adelaide is very much uh where i feel home um and it's a uh, yeah a comfy a comfy place to live but it's <laughs> it's do, uh, so, not, so do you, travel, do you travel a lot for your music uh yeah i do i do some i mean so for my group uh I haven't done a whole lot of... I've, I've done some shows across Germany and obviously this session um, where we made this album that was in Germany and then and then kind of produced and mixed everything in London. But all the other shows I've done have just been kind of uh, in Australia and then touring uh, with a couple of other artists across Australia. Recently did uh, some Melbourne shows and Brisbane shows and have some Tassie dates potentially next month to be confirmed. <laughs> but um yeah at this stage i'm kind of for my own project my own band with my own music still kind of uh yeah working out what those next steps are and, and kind of where to take it yeah. um, but Have i am heading back i'm heading back to to berlin again in september uh for a release show with the with the label oh wonderful yeah um and a, a release show just for you or for more artists of jakarta records 
Uh, it'll it'll be my gig. It'll be um. I mean, we haven't we haven't actually lined up the the support or DJs yet. So it, yeah, could potentially be other Jakarta artists, <laughs> but it's um it'll be my band sort of headlining yeah. and um yeah, gets to do it all over again. So yeah. so do you have management looking after that? Do do you have a, a manager? Uh, no, not at this stage. Doing mm. doing kind of trying to keep up with things myself. <laughs> <laughs> So plenty to keep you busy in that respect. Now, uh, where, where, um, uh, which, which way, apart from musically, where would you like to, uh, how would you like to develop as a musician? Um, would you like to, uh, is that really as in doing these kind of gigs or would you, you know, do you see yourself developing as a, a more as a teacher of, of music? Or? Uh, yeah. A teacher in the broad a, sense. I don't, I don't yeah, mean yeah, that, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I see. I see what you mean. I do teach uh, drums a lot here yeah. uh, in Adelaide. I do teach a lot of students, which, um, yeah, it's a small, it's, it's you know, it fills up, you know, half your, it might fill, fill up up until midday or up until one o'clock, which is not even half your day really. And it's, um, you can, you know, earn some decent money doing that. So it, it's a nice sort of day, day uh, sort of position. But mm. it's it's not really something that I see myself um, really investing all my energy. I mean, of course, I, I you know I, there's a lot to get out of that, and it's a it's great to be able to share mm. uh, you know what what I know. But but yeah, my my focus I think will always be on the playing and on the creation. Yeah, and sharing sharing comes with that. There's always there's always opportunity. Um, whether it's conscious or not to to give and to help and to to share and um, I've always felt that I've always felt people sharing with me and and you know Cri Christian Scott Atunda Ajua has become a, um, over the last few years really became quite a significant mentor of mine and was always uh, we were always chatting and, and having phone calls and just chatting business chatting um, just all, all sorts of you know, business-related things, whether it was to do with releases and, and uh, you know, publishing and, and kind of royalty collection and things like that, um, yeah. being able to service the music and, and you know, th through to things like working with labels, making sure, uh, you know, things are running right and, and uh, yeah, through to, you know, just everything. So having people around you, having having people that you can ask questions to and things like that's really mm. important and um of course I'll, I'll you know always be open to to sharing but yeah to to kind of look back i think playing and, and creating and writing and being in the studio is kind of where my where my soul feels at home mm. um so that's what i'm gonna chase it's your happy space that's it yeah that's mm. the the sacred space is kind of the studio really yeah for me um now I think um, um, we're sort of getting to the end of of the interview. Um, one of the reasons I, I asked about management really is about you know where can we contact you? Where can can the listeners contact you to find out where you're playing, where uh, or how to get your your album, uh, things mm -hmm. like that. Uh, I, well, I imagine you're on the socials and the like, Bandcamp as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Instagram is kind of my most um, I suppose present place on yeah. online. Uh, that's kind of my my 
website, if you will. I do have a website. You can you can go on there if you want. But Instagram is sort of yeah. the the that's where you're gonna find me. Um, yeah. Instagram, send me a message. Facebook, send me a message. Bandcamp, you can order vinyl. You can order, uh, of course, digitals of, of all three of the yeah. albums. And then we do have CDs of The Space Between and of Heartbeat, but you should you should get the vinyl of the new one. That's a special <laughs> one. Um, and well, yeah, let, let me just make one thing clear in the, you know, for, for everyone who's listening to this. If you like the music, and I say this all the, all the time, if you like the music, support the artists and just, buy an album yeah don't stream just buy vinyl you don't have to play it just but just buy it totally yeah, yeah. in fact buy the vinyl and then stream it as well <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> some sometimes that's uh i mean vinyl is a beautiful uh a beautiful way of of listening to music and and there's a process in that but it's not always the most practical way of and and same with cds it's not always that i'm just able to a record or a CD on. Mm. In fact, I don't even have a way of playing a CD except for my car, of course. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, digital is 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 in terms of convenience the place to go. But yeah, in terms of supporting um, art yeah, and yeah. and the listening experience, being able to fully be immersed in because you're you're the one physically, you know, doing the work to to make the music play, <laughs> to be correct. able to sit and listen. Yeah. So I think there is something in the. Uh, there is something meditative about uh, being a part of that experience as well. So you should you should grab a vinyl and mm. um, enjoy that experience for yourself. <laughs> so a Bandcamp, um, can I, uh, yes. uh, is your Bandcamp, album yeah. available in shops? Yeah, Northside Records is yeah. is kind of the the spot in Melbourne. Um, there's a record store actually. Sorry, just so I don't get the name wrong, I'm going to quickly. I posted some records there the other day. Just so I don't get the name wrong, it is uh, in Sydney. You can get records at uh, Halcyon Days Records, Newton. I'm not right. sure how to pronounce that. Halcyon Days Records, Newton. Um, also in Adelaide at Summertown Studios. Yeah. Um, beautiful spot, actually. It's like a co-working cafe venue um, record store type. Um, yeah, really beautiful spot. You can get them locally if you're in Adelaide and um, yeah I mean if you have any any spots in Canberra we can <laughs> we can send some records too let me know yeah I, uh, I'll let you know after the show yeah cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and um, um, so shows that is do you post your shows on uh, on Instagram yeah I'll, yeah I'll promote those on on socials there's a show actually um, oh well it will have already happened. It'll be in the past when uh, <laughs> when this goes out. So never mind. <laughs> um, um, apart yeah. from uh, from your show in September in Berlin, of course. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, if anyone's over in Berlin. Yeah, um, we we actually have a show uh, coming out of Berlin uh, on on the Phase Radio as well. Cool. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm, I'm thinking that we're going to uh, finish up with two tracks, um, uh, one from Kamal, Kamal Williams, One More Time, mm -hmm. and the other one of Yusuf Dias for My Ladies. Um, yeah, and cool. Because uh, Kamal Williams and Yusuf Dias, they really brought this whole jazz and, uh, and dance music uh, 
um, got to the to the general conscious, I suppose. They really, really yeah, were at the I forefront agree. of it. Yeah, yeah. Those the black focus and um, mm. what's the other one? Yeah, black, uh, especially that one, black focus. Yeah. I think that was a big turning point in um, in jazz coming out of the UK, um, which obviously, yeah, went went very uh, reached every corner of the the earth. Um, yeah. Kind of went went pretty um, went pretty wild. So, yeah, great to see that they're both um, following different. Uh, you know, co- again, like we said before, they're both changing, evolving, um, doing different doing different things. And look what they've built, and look what they're continuing to mm. uh, continuing to build. So it's uh, really exciting to to follow what they do. Yeah. Um, is there any reason you you chose these two tracks uh, apart from the fact that they're awesome tracks? Uh, apart from the fact that they're often, I mean, they're, they're big influences on, um, uh, yeah, my writing, my my kind of um, approach to to putting together this kind of music. But um, yeah, I saw Kamal Williams actually in Brooklyn, New York. Um, when was that? Twenty nineteen. I saw the band live. And then I saw them again last year here in Adelaide. Um, and I think there's something, again, like what we talked about with, with that live band um, energy and, and spontaneity and, and a lot of what they were doing was just improvised. Um, and I think that was really cool. And you know what? In in, um, in New York, there there's not a whole lot, or at least at the time, there was not a whole lot of this kind of music happening mm. in uh in North America and I remember I was front and center um, at this gig and I think I was enjoying it more than everyone else I it was it was great I have to say it was great but I don't think the I don't think that audience were quite on the same page and the the energy was was quite interesting I don't think people were were really fully ready um, to to kind of absorb that (laughs) that style that music that sound I, I think yeah, the the American scene is a, is a whole other a whole other uh, place, but uh, yeah, it, I think it, I think it is. It's a bit more traditional jazz, is is my uh, uh, my impression. They they um, so they, they they stick to how jazz should should be rather than uh, the experimental side of jazz. I think. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot of yeah great uh, contemporary stuff, especially coming out of LA. Like the LA scene is is. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah. really great original sort of um, modern stuff there. But um, yeah, I think it was just at the time at the at that particular venue in Brooklyn, it just felt like the people weren't quite getting it, which yeah. was quite funny because I loved it. It, w- it was a great show and um, yeah. yeah, one of my favorite musicians. Well, um, uh, this was also uh, about the time that the Phase Radio started in Brooklyn, uh, and they may have uh, changed people's minds now in in Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Th- I'm sure they have. Um, so, thank you so much for coming on uh, Liquid Sunshine. Uh, absolute delight talking to you. Uh, very, very interesting, and uh, really, really love your music. So, please keep making music. Thank you. I will. I, w- I will never stop. Uh, making music until I'm physically unable to make music. <laughs> Excellent. Which probably uh, means I w- won't be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll put the tracks on, uh, stick around, and we'll chat about other record shops where you may uh, 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 get your record. Uh, uh, 
as well. So um, yeah, cool. Sounds yeah. Good. First up, Kamal Williams with one more time.
Oh yeah, what an amazing couple of tracks there. We heard from uh, Kamal Williams, Yusuf Dias, and the last track was Melody Symphony with Tropicolo. Now I feel so so blessed that I uh, uh, get the opportunity to talk to such interesting artists uh, like Alexander Flott, uh, such passionate and such <laughs> such knowledgeable artists. It's really quite amazing and such a nice guy. Incredible. Um, if you like the music, uh, go out and buy his album. Uh, it's awesome. It's really, really good. Um, in fact, all three albums are really good. Uh, but his latest album, Oscillate, uh, just released um, released a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and it is hot. It's super hot. Um, we've been talking a lot uh, this show, so uh, I won't talk too much more anymore and uh, just play some music um, one of the tracks I'm dying to play is the Miles Davis track I'm not quite certain whether I'll be able to fit it into the live broadcast or the, whether you will have to pick it up um, uh, later on in the um, uh, uh, when you hear it back in the archives uh, or as a podcast um, but it is a very long track. Uh, it is an amazing track. Uh, I think I'll go and listen to it on my headphones later on too, uh, just for that meditative quality, of course. You're listening to Liquid Sunshine on the Face Radio. My name is Martin Flott, and um, yeah, this is just awesome music. Um, don't forget to uh, support the show, support the radio station, sign up uh, to the radio station or to the radio show, uh, to my radio show, Liquid Sunshine. You can do so on the website um, or uh, buy some awesome merch, of course. I think we're going to play uh, Close Counters now. Yeah, Close Counters. What else have we got going? Henry Wu. And I think then we'll go uh, a bit into the classic bits. Um, I've got a incredible incredible version of Herbie Hancock's Sly which is a, a, um, a live version live in Germany 1974 uh, and it is spectacularly good it really is yeah I'll um, um, I've recorded the uh, interview uh, um, with vision as well with video um, so if you listen to this as a podcast or you listen to it li uh, to this live, head on over to the socials um, or head on over to the link tree and I'll put it up on uh, on Vimeo. You find the link, just clickety-click, you'll get there. So for now, um, I'm signing off until next week. We'll be back with more goodness. Uh, of course, always goodness, uh, but I'm going to play some awesome tracks for you.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.